Welcome back, everybody, to arguably the most important episode of the Dusty Bender Podcast, episode 99, the great one. Arguably arguably more important and bigger than our 100th episode that's coming up here uh, in terms of hockey. Chance Watson and Taylor Wells coming at you today. Uh, Taylor, how are we feeling on the great one episode? Honestly, I mean, I think we're going to hit 99 and then we're finally going to start on season two. You got to run back through one through 99 on season two, right? That's right. Because you can't, you can't even have 100 That's in right. hockey, right? So we might as well. <laughs> I mean, what a way to end a, a first, a three-year season of Dusty Bender Hockey Podcast. Is just killing it. Just killing it. Firing it back to the, you know, season two, episode one. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I'm feeling pretty good. It's cr- it's it's crazy. I uh, I actually told some people at work that I, I had a, a podcast the other day, and they said, well, it's not like you just started one. You're like a hundred episodes in, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I didn't want you knowing." So, uh, but yeah, it's crazy. It's been a wild ride. It has been an absolute wild ride. Uh, something that started out kind of as just a as a fun hobby for you and me to do, uh, basically an excuse to drink beer and talk about hockey uh, once a w- once or twice a week, has now uh, kind of grown. Um, we're we're really happy that we're gaining listeners uh, once again. Welcome all new listeners to the show. We appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, we're always open to suggestions. Uh, if you guys have any criticism, you can shove it up. You're, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but absolutely, uh, we're, we're really happy to be here. Really happy to talk and puck uh, every week. And uh, God, it's just it. It. I think you. I think you said it perfectly. It's been a wild ride. It has been a wild ride. Yeah. Send us some. Send us some questions. I think. I think that's something that we. You know, we we probably could add to the show a little bit. Is like, um, you know, we've we've had a few questions from people who don't know hockey as much. Mm-hmm. And th- those are kind of fun ones, right? Yeah. Like, you know, explaining it in, in layman's terms and, and getting people kind of into the game. We like that shit too. So uh, no question is a dumb question. Right. Well, yeah, um, happy to be here. Well, and this is a perfect segue uh, because uh, one of our sponsors today, longtime sponsor and longtime listener of the show, John Miller, uh, wanted us to say today that uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Ooh, Michael Scott. That is Michael Scott quoting... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is michael scott there you go who doesn't love the office that's right yeah that's right um yes uh this is the wayne gretzky episode of the show the great one i'm not going to make any promises that it's the it's the greatest episode that we've put out but uh we'll certainly give it our best shot uh we're arrogant enough to think that every episode we put out is the best one so it's the best one since last week that's correct that's right that's what i like to say at least Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you ever you ever meet wayne gretzky I did not. Okay. Met met a cup met a couple. Uh, you know, I met Gomer, of course, being a being an Alaska boy. That's just that's the fucking sure. Jesus of Anchorage hockey up there. Right. Um, met like Al McGinnis and and some of those guys, but like, yeah, never met the great one. Okay. I mean, he's still around. Like I, you know, like, yeah, you guys, still you still time, got time. Um, spending as much time I have in North Idaho. Uh, it's Gretzky is. Mm. I don't know if he's publicly said it, but he he does seem to growing up here. Uh, he does spend a lot of time up here um yeah. the golf the golf course between gazer and uh running the the gretzky hockey school uh here in Coeur d'Alene. um definitely crossed paths with him a bunch of times i never actually like sat down and had a conversation with the man uh but i have met him and uh i, I actually spent more time with his son actually because he plays goalie or he did play goalie 
um, when I was skating out and, and going to those schools and whatnot. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's an interesting fella. Um, you know, I'm sure he gets like, he's, he's revered as basically a God up in Canada. So, uh, it's kind of hard to, you know, what, what do you say? What do you say to the great one? I mean, tag your it, see if yeah. he can fucking catch you still. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's, I mean, I, dude, I, I, there's, there was this VHS tape mm-hmm. it was like Gretzky biography of like him coming up and all this shit where mm-hmm. it like shows a bunch of home videos and stuff. I can't even, I, I'm not even going to try to guess how many times I watched that fucking video. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I cut just, that's, that's the shit, right? That's the, mm-hmm. you know, that and the mighty ducks back in the day, it was like, I'm going to be an NHL player. And then I stunted my growth at like five, eight. You know, and it was like, yeah, you're going to be a good mathematician. <laughs> yeah, but no, Gretzky. Gretzky's the man. Um, crazy some of his stats, I think. Oh, my God. I think so, some of this stuff, so I just kind of pulled it up because yeah. some of these are funny. Uh, Gretzky won the scoring title by more than 70 points six times. Hmm. That's interesting. Right? Doesn't he still I hold, think. even if he got rid of all his goals, doesn't he still hold the, the scoring record with assists? Yeah. So if Gretzky never scored a goal, he still would have recorded 11 straight 100-point seasons and won four scoring titles. That's just, just so fucking funny. insane. Like, that's that's the definition of carrying your team. And it will never be done again. Um, it won't. It will never be done again because, because there'll never be that there'll never be that discrepancy of talent in the league. Like, mm-hmm. Gretzky was playing, like, maybe a third or fourth line NHLer today in a world where most of the players in the NHL were like slightly better than beer league players. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, the rest of the league is playing in like the ECHL yeah. or like yeah, yeah. just dominating. And it reminds me. And yeah. he's a top AHL, like low level NHL level level. Player. <laughs> right. It's just crazy. Yeah. I, I, it reminds me, uh, there, during the lockout, I think it was, uh, what, what, what was the lockout? Five, six. Six, seven. Yeah, uh, there. Were, I mean, there was the half one and there was the full one. Yeah. Either way, Gomer Scotty Gomez came up and was playing for the Anchorage Aces at the time. So I think they were the Anchorage Aces, not the Alaska Aces, but they were. Uh, it's the ECHL essentially, right? He was just wanting to be home by his family. Mm-hmm. He had like a ten point game or something stupid, and it was just like, yeah, dude, this isn't fair. <laughs> I was talking to some guy at the freaking rink the other day, and he was he was kind of bitching about it you know but uh, at the same time he was like it's pretty crazy that is so, that is pretty crazy yeah. that the guy the guy just has absolutely it, it, they're, they're you almost think they're not real records right it's fake let me, let me do let me do one more just for because i mean it's episode 90 this is the this is the hockey 100th episode right yep gretzky won eight consecutive mvps in the NHL, NBA, NFL, and MLB, no other player has won more than four consecutive MVPs. <laughs> just double it up. That oh, is Jesus. So That's just nuts. Uh, oh, it's absolutely nuts. It's like, just I can't even... Nuts. Oh, God. That one, I mean, y- you never know. I mean, shit, the way McDavid's been playing, who knows? He could, he, he could hit his quote-unquote prime and fucking just absolutely walk away with eight who knows i maybe perhaps it's very possible if bettman's still there he'll vote against him and like at seven you know yep yep absolutely 
I uh, I wanted to later in the show I want to do this fun fun game show where I'm gonna ask you were they ducks like Anaheim ducks I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some names later in the show and you're gonna have to tell me if they were ducks or not and if they were you're gonna have to tell me what year you can guess any year that they played ooh I don't know how I'll do with that are you, are you all are you not an early ducks not not Stay. really I, so weirdly like weirdly i grew up playing hockey mm-hmm. but then i would get done with hockey and i just went and chase girls dude like well or, i mean know. that's understandable yeah so i just i had my I, I just didn't watch a ton of hockey until realistically i mean i watched i watched a good amount in high school so that's okay. uh, really where my like you know where where my, that that starts but uh i'll give her a go mm-hmm. you know Okay. All right. Well, we definitely do yeah, that. That's all I can ask of me, right? Right. Um, okay. Well, we'll uh, I'll give you a quick warm up one. Uh, Lester Averman. He was a mighty duck. That's the, <laughs> fucking, that's the kid. Isn't it? That was like the kid's dad in the Mighty Ducks, fucking Averman. He, had, he has the red hair and shit. Was it really? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking nailed it, dude. See, I told you, that's the only movie I watched. That was a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. All right, there's more to come, folks. Yeah. Tune in in, in 45 minutes. There you go. Perfect. All right, uh, quick housekeeping stuffs here for it, everybody. Uh, once again, we'd like to shout out to our sponsor, the Hockey Podcast Network. Love to be a part of the network. Love the interaction we're having with our other podcasts out there in the network. Uh, the folks from the Grindline Podcast definitely owe us a beverage um for uh for a nice little bet Talk that we made that on bit. twitter with them maybe they'll maybe they'll pay up who knows yeah they will we'll see those damn red wings fans yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah but uh, uh having having a great time with them and being part of the network shout out to the hub tavern uh one of a uh, cranker uh kraken the kraken anchor alliance bar out in spokane one of the two out there uh, arguably in my opinion the best one of the two uh, I haven't had all of the Anchor Alliance bars, but uh, the Hub, in my opinion, so far the best one that I have been to. Love the place. Shout out to Dave and all the folks there. Uh, home of the beers for Beneers special. If you are in the bar, when Matty Beneers makes a tuck, you can get some cheap beer. Ooh. Does it, so that, that's the thing. is like beers for Beneers. You not only get a Matty Beneers goal, then you're going to get a cheap beer on top of it. Like get some cheap beer. I think it's like $2 beers man alive dude yeah yeah it's 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 a home away from home oof that's a lot of good things it's good stuff it's really good love that place so uh yes absolutely shout out to the hub tavern and uh also shouted out john miller before so that is it for our housekeeping stuff we need to talk about the seattle kraken but i think the biggest seattle kraken news taylor is that we just watched a kraken game we sure did came out to seattle yeah, I housed you for a night. Got you, you shit faced apparently on some bird dog. Her, woke up. I woke up to you yakking in my fucking <laughs> in my guest bathroom. It was a great time. We had fun. All right. See. Th- all right. This is your fault <laughs> because we left the CPA and y'all got lost. It's so, it's your it's your your hometown. Y'all got lost. Yeah. <laughs> You're driving. Good. So it's, it's definitely your fault. So, yeah, not my, not my, uh, not my 
cartographer in no. the fucking nope. passenger seat. Not her fault at all. It's 100% your fault because you're driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was bored. All right. I was, I, I was already drunk and I was bored. And the only thing we had to drink in the whole car, because uh, I was dying of thirst, right? Um, the only thing to drink in the car was that bottle of bird dog whiskey. So uh, I was sipping off of that like it was a beer. Because yeah. <laughs> it tastes, I mean, it goes down. Oh, well my God. Sometimes. How much bird dog did we drink back in college? Holy shit. We are honestly part of the reason that they still are around today. In business. Like we, yeah, we got them from the startup phase to oh the, God. oh yeah. They it, was, honestly, it was like clockwork. Like we, if we went somewhere, somebody had a bottle of fucking bird dog. Dude, there was one time, I couldn't even tell you what party it was, but we went to a party and I swear to God, mm-hmm. we were like, you know, we, we had like a couple beers and stuff with yeah. us and whatnot. And I swear to God, you or somebody else just pulled a fucking thing of bird dog out of their freaking back pocket. Mm-hmm. It was tucked up in like a, like a freaking, like a, a winter hat or something trying to be discreet. No, no, it was, it was in my flannel. This was me. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Just, it was tucked oh up my under God. my. It was tucked up under my uh, armpit, uh, in my flannel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I just, I, well, I was like, you know, yeah. Now, nowadays, you do, you do something like that. I'm, um, you're walking home because I can't drink half half of this shit that I used to drink anymore. But you still think or you can I'm drink bird dog home. because it's that fucking good. It is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so smooth. That's right out of the bottle sipping whiskey uh, because mm. of the flavors that they got. So, yeah, good, st- good stuff. Um, but, yes, yeah. I, I did. I think that was the first time that I puked since college. So, um, yeah. yeah. Mark that yeah. on the calendar. Well, that's the first hockey game I've been to where I only had, like, one beer before the game at the arena. Like, I usually – I'm usually, like – Okay, you know it's last call. Like I'll yeah. stop drinking now because yeah. I gotta drive. Yeah, you know that's so dangerous of me, of course. But uh, sorry, sorry, Miller. Yeah, Miller doesn't like to hear those stories. But no, of course not. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but but my one gripe. This is my one fucking issue with CPA in general. Is like I've been to at the Coyotes games at a lot of football games. They do a DD table. Oh. So what they do what they do is they basically like give you a wristband because you walk up and you say I'm the DD they give you a wristband and you basically you know you go to the you go to any of the concessions and shit and they give you like a free coke or a free fucking hot dog and shit like that. Uh, I had to go down two levels to find a fucking fountain drink that I could get my diet coke at. <laughs> and then the line was so damn long I went to a fucking vending machine and bought like an $8 Pepsi or something. Oh. Oh yeah, I oh I was pissed. I was like, "You're literally like you're encouraging me to be a shitty designated." Yeah, right now. Right? concessions are so it's oh, something it's that they still really haven't figured out yet. Um, I don't know why, but man, oh man, it is. That I don't is know, just, man. That's a problem there. I don't know why. Everything else was great. Um, getting uh, loving more and more my visits to CPA as you get used yeah. to you know the movements and getting around. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, like the first couple times we went there, I was so fucking lost. Oh yeah. Big time. So fucking lost I, because it, they don't they, like getting around like the staircases and, or not the staircases, but the escalators, like they only go one direction. They're, they're, they're like not next to each other. Like there's just one down. It's like, well, what if I want to go up? Well, you got to walk to the other side of the fucking building. <laughs> cool. All right. I mean, we still got lost. 
Yeah, right? we I mean, did. Like we still got lost. We ran into that. Do you remember? We ran into that lady that was like, "This is the two hundred level." River. <laughs> we're like, "Okay, point us in the fucking peasant area." <laughs> like we're not here just trying to steal your fucking seats. Right. We just don't know where the fuck we are. Right. Exactly. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. That was that was pretty good. Um, yeah. No, it was it was actually it was it was a great trip. Had fun the entire fucking time. Um, shout out to Queen Anne's Beer Hall uh, for, yeah. for pouring a drink for us. We got to go down there and took a picture in front of the building with the, their Anchor Alliance sign. Um, love that place. Absolutely love that place. It's not my first time going there before a cracking game. Atmosphere there is just absolutely electric. You love being in buzzing. a building. You love being in a building with ho- full of hockey fans. Oh, yeah. It's fucking buzzing. We actually ended up uh, trying to get a beer. We were wondering who the hell Gary was. Because there was a reserve two <laughs> spots for a guy named Gary. So sure as shit, two guys end up showing up right as we're waiting for our beers. Little did we know, that is the fucking owner, apparently, right? Yeah, so, so we uh, yeah, we ended up kind of meeting the owner, and that's you know, just, just what we do. That's how it how it goes. So yeah, it was a great time. And then even shout out to that Irish pub that we, go, we somehow has just become a tradition that we go to on the way to the CPA. What is it? What is it called? That's... We just call it the Irish pub. Yeah, we just call it the Irish pub with the good Guinness. With the good Guinness, they do have fucking good Guinness. Oh, Here you go. God. I got you. All I typed in was, all I typed in was Irish pub Seattle. Good Irish pub in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, here it is. T S McHugh. That's right. Yep. T S McHugh. Shout T.S. out to them. McHugh. Had a great time there. Uh, it seems like we, it's now tradition that we go there before every game because it's a hop, skip, and the jump from the arena. Yeah. So easy walk. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a good time there um cpa was just buzzing it was just it was, buzzing was everybody was having absolute great time um totally focused on that not the fact that i dropped 400 dollars on jerseys a chance uh 440 but uh yeah and i who's count i also uh only know that because i saw my own bank statement so dude I, <laughs> um, that was that was 100% an alcohol fueled impulse buy Fuck yeah! It was the best one I've made in a long time. Oh, absolutely! I'm I'm wearing it to bed. I'm I'm wearing my McCann jersey to bed. There you go. Yep. I my my wife's so funny. So my I, <laughs> she switched her jersey mid game. <laughs> so we had to. I had to run down to the fucking Kraken store because. Eberle had two G notes in that fucking game, and she goes, "I want fucking Eberle on my jersey." He hasn't jersey. scored in like eight games. He just he scores like he scores once every five games, and she's like, "Fucking Ebbs, baby, Ebbs is my I boy." Wish, so I wish it was somebody else. I wish it was like fucking Borgen or somebody. Just you know, just oh has, just goes off first time in twenty games. You know, Alexiak fucking buried in that game no, too. If it was Menga, oh, Menga. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I would have put a kibosh on it. There's no way. <laughs> no, no. I'd have been like, uh, I'd have been like, no. I, I, uh, I talked to the lady at the front desk. She said they've already made it. I just can't get it yet. <laughs> You're not getting fucking Megna on your jersey. You go down there. They're like, I, I actually need a Megna jersey. And they're like, we've actually never made one of these before. Yeah, gonna... I gotta call. I gotta call corporate and see if we. We don't have a. We don't have a nameplate for this guy. Like. <laughs> Let me see if San Jose can ship one up. <laughs> Do you want a shark? We probably have a better wanna... chance of getting one of those. Like, is that is that something that she's interested in? Look, I'll knock 40 bucks off the price if they just ship a fucking teal <laughs> nameplate up from San Jose. And we can stick it on the back of this baby. What do you it's think? It's in San Jose. The name is San Jose Green on the back. Yeah. <laughs> 
shit. So she so she did get the ebbs. Uh, uh, your lady got the the Wenberg, right? Oh yeah, she's all about. Uh, got the she calls boy. she calls him Winnie. Winnie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that he's a handsome man. He sure uh, is. I well, I I, ba- I bash him a lot for his on ice play here, and uh, how sometimes he can be a little overrated. But uh, I, I can't take away from him that he is he is a handsome man. Sure is, man. Yep. Sure is. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, you went with McCann, and then the only the only other one left is is my uh, two hundred and twenty one dollar mm-hmm. jersey of Maddie Beneers. So had to go with Maddie Beneers. That was yeah. That I had was to go with fun. Maddie. I had to go with Maddie. That's it. Just it felt right. You know? And then you can take that back in, and then I can put a C on it later on. Oh yeah, they better do that. Sh- they're not going to do that. Well. Not this year. They won't do that for free either, probably. That's fucking 50 bucks or something. Fuck. 50 bucks? That was a fourth of the jersey. That's fucking brutal. Just give me the C. <laughs> Slap it on myself. I'll hold you it there. I've seen all the things that this C can do. It's a fucking, like, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, uh, if you guys haven't picked up on this, um, nothing at the CPA is cheap. Not a single Fuck. thing. There's not like I got I got like a tumbler. Uh, the girlfriend got me very sweet of her. She got me a Kraken uh, uh, tumbler, like Ooh. like a coffee mug. Nice. But like but like a tall one, like with a top on it. Um, yeah, that was that that runner close to forty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. There is there is nothing cheap at CPA. Um, but and and we bought we bought those well, all the all four jerseys that we got were the were the, the third jerseys the the reverse mm-hmm. retros the the light blues um, we did them solely because if, if anybody in the crack and PR uh, realm is listening to our show look those jerseys are sweet they don't play well in those jerseys at all but they're yeah. sweet okay but I like, don't play what's that you know what I mean I don't play so like it no. doesn't matter if I wear it no know? it doesn't matter if we wear it at all I wish I wish they played better in those jerseys. Um, I don't think they've got a single win in them. I think right now, just over the last, since the All-Star break, I think just in general it would be nice if they played well at all. Yeah, or it got some consistency, which is which is a perfect segue. So let's let's jump into some crack and talk here. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll jump back to the Red Wings game that we went to, uh, starting with the Philadelphia Flyers, hosting them at home. Um, this was an absolute ass-kicking uh, to the point where John Tortorella had probably one of his you know he has one of these once a year where he comes out and just like lambasts the media because he doesn't want to answer fucking questions which understandable your team sucks he doesn't want to talk about it i get it but you know it's the media's job to be fucking vultures and ruin your life so he he had his own little if you can go on there you can look at torts ranting in seattle um because he he definitely gave it to the media there and was not nice about it but this was one of, if not the most dominant performances that I've seen from the Kraken. And it, mm-hmm. unfortunately, it wasn't because the Kraken were, like, dominant. It was because the Flyers are so bad. Yeah. They just, they jumped on them. They jumped on them pretty quick. The Flyers are just absolutely, I, did they, get, they had, like, six shots between two periods. So, it was something, something like that. Something I mean, I ridiculous they, like that. Yeah, they ended up with so they ended up with nineteen shots. Okay. Hey, here's here's a little note for you. They did have sixty one percent of the faceoff wins. So clearly, faceoff percentages are really 
really fucking showing up on the stat sheet there are some fucking numbers people that look in fact anybody who's like a numbers analytics guy does not listen to our show anymore there's no way definitely not it i i swear if you are one of those people that thinks that face-off percentage is important in terms of winning i i just there's no hope for you like you need to get a new profession Hmm. there's probably people on the network that we could bring on and they would have that conversation with us though no, but with the face-off, you control the play, and there are guys that make their career with that. Yeah, well. Yeah, until Magna shoots it six feet wide and it breaks out the puck for the other team. <laughs> oh shoot! Did I say that out loud? Yeah, yeah, you did. Uh, which is also, which is, which is a great, which is a great segue, because uh, we don't need to talk about the Philadelphia game too much. It, it was an absolute ass kicking from from end to end. Um, the team played the way that they, they're supposed to beat these teams. Yeah, and this is actually going to be. I said this in the last show, and it sounds like just something that I repeat, but actually, when I say you're supposed to beat bad teams, that's going to come in really handy here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> for the easy Real quick, last, last thing on this game. Yeah. Two for three on the power play. It's good. Which that makes, that makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Those are two free goals, essentially. All right? You got to think about it like that. And I think they just, that's where they've struggled. And I think, and I, and, and once again, you were getting a, an all-star, a cast, uh, you know, I think it was six, it was like six goals from f- three or four different players. Oh, there Matt, yeah. Matty B had one. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't too many that, that had double up. I don't think just, just Gord with the, that's right. Yeah. Just Gord had two. That's right. So once again, uh, showing it, it showed signs of life because the Kraken came off of the road trip and we were kind of worried about them, about their inconsistency since the all-star break. So we thought, okay, you know, they're supposed to dominate this game and they did. So mm-hmm. maybe they're back into fighting shape. Next up was the Red Wings game, right? Yeah. Okay. So hosting the Red Wings, uh, Red Wings, this was kind of a scary game for the Seattle Kraken because the Red Wings were on a five game heater coming off. Coming off some impressive wins. Um, and they're, as of, what, three, four days ago, Iserman said their main guys are off the trade block. They're going for the playoffs. Yeah, and they should. They should. And they, they should. They should. That that squad, even if they get bounced in the first round by Carolina or Boston, that team needs some playoff experience. Shit, that, ar- so that arena needs, that, that arena needs some playoff atmosphere. There needs I mean, to be something to be excited about in hockey town. Right. And you sold the players that you brought in through free agency, right? You sold them on. This is a team that's ready to ready to go, right? This is wild card team. We're taking steps. Right, right. This is this is a step. And so a wild card or, or even a playoff berth in general, depending on where they end up, is is doesn't really matter. But Don't I think quote me on this, but I think it'd be the first time in eight years they've made the playoffs. Maybe six. Yeah, Six or eight years. I mean, they're they they started their rebuild kind of just before the Ducks finally called it quits. Mm-hmm. So I would I I think you're probably right. They're probably at the six seven eight mark. Um, Ducks are at five, which yeah, that's a whole other story. But Kings fans have been oh, you guys are half a decade. It's like dude, <laughs> like you guys weren't <laughs> shitty for half a decade before in your franchise. Like shut the fuck up. Anyways. But yeah, so no, but I, I agree. I think definitely, like from a red, you know, outside perspective, especially on a Red Wings team, I, yeah, why not? I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do moves wise. Like if they just roll with the team that they got rolling right now, or bring oh, yeah. anybody we in. Can, but we can get into that. Um, 
But suffice to say, it was a hot Red Wings team coming in. Granted, they were at the end of, I think, a, it was either a five- or six-game road trip. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there was that to consider. But they were on a heater, and there there are things to consider. Like, a team that is now playing, essentially, playoff hockey now to, for their playoff lives, um, it, they've been assured by management that they're going for it. You know, they don't need to sit there and worry about, oh, the deadline's coming up. Are we sellers or buyers? Like, they're going all in. So... Right. Um, this was a team that was determined to do it and they come in and the Kraken, I, 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 it was a good game. It was a good hockey game. We'll put it that Mm -hmm. way. Um, it was a good hockey game. I think that the Red Wings looked a little fatigued coming off of their road trip. Um, the Kraken definitely looked rested for the first time in a while. They seemed like comfortable at home, which is, which is rare for them. Usually they're, they're not necessarily good at home and they're good on the road. Um, they seemed comfortable at home. They they felt like they were. It was probably good to be back, and uh, God, it just seemed like because the shots were pretty even, if I remember. Yeah, they were. Shots were pretty even. The game was pretty even. Um, honestly, it was just one of those where the Kraken took advantage of a a, a tired team. Yeah, and they looked good. Yeah. They looked good. I mean, it was it really was it was a good game, yes, right? It was. And I think. I keep thinking the game was 4-1, but we, we were already kind of walking out, and, and Larkin scored one mm-hmm. um, to a 4-2. But, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think, in general, they just kind of took advantage of the Red Wings being at the end of that road trip. Yep. And then, I mean, Kraken really did play a good game against a hot team, even even a even a tired hot team. Kraken played, played pretty well. I think they – it just felt like they were kind of getting the bounces. Yeah. Right? Like, they, they just kind of – you know, they, they were they weren't controlling the play. I think it was really like if you looked at possession time, it was probably close to fifty fifty. Everly uh, set the tone early. Um yeah, with who yeah. who so who so would like the first one back. Um exactly. that kind of squeaked through him and just trickled in. Um I don't even think Everlay would probably thought that, that was gonna go in. So they got lucky on that one early on the board first, and uh yeah, I think it's the Kraken seemed to control as the Red Wings were, it just seems like the Red Wings were pl- were trying to keep up with the crack in the whole game. It seemed like, yeah, yeah, Skating but 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 not a huge discrepancy like it was with Philly. Sure, yeah, uh, it's definitely yeah. It's just Red Wings were skating on sand. I mean, it just you know, that's at that point they're almost ready. They're almost ready to just go home, right? Like yeah, that that game is just a you know that's just a one and we got to do. That wasn't the final you know. game of the road trip. Yeah, which is yeah, I, I mean. That's that. I mean, that's a little concerning, but I think. I mean, didn't they? They they went back. They went from Washington to Washington, right? That's what's that's what's funny to me is they went from Washington State to Washington D.C. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah, and I think yeah. they even play Washington again here soon, which is very important for them considering Washington struggles. We'll talk about that in a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, yeah. overall, a very good game. Uh, man, it was it was fun to see. I think uh, I think Tolvanen. Tolvanen, you know, watch him. He's he's the real deal, man. Yeah, that guy is. He just needed a spark. He needed someone. He did. Which I don't know if it's like the Kraken, you know, inviting him and encouraging him, or thinking, God, what the hell were they doing to him in Nashville? Mm-hmm. Because he it just a doesn't. Hug, dude. Well, it just doesn't seem like Nashville does a good job of developing players. Like yeah. all their guys that they have. I mean, I, granted, I am not a national expert, so it doesn't seem like it. But like, what what stars do they have that were like naturalized through the system there? Soros. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd have to see if, um, 
Yossi, I, I would I would guess Yossi, Yossi would be. Yeah, I don't know if Yossi was developed through them or not. Yeah, and then the other one, the other one that is like you know top of the roster kind of guy. Um, uh, oh God, now I'm gonna fucking space Arvinson? on his name. No, it's the left wing. It's sort of like they just signed him to seven or eight years. Oh Forsberg. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Phil Forsberg is actually a draft pick of the Caps, if I remember correctly. Okay. So yeah, so like I mean. You know, in that regard, like maybe they did technically like bring him up, but I remember him, you know, I mean, that was a fairly big trade even back then, right? So, uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I kind of count Forsberg for you, but um, other than that, yeah, I mean, Arvidsson, Just sure, strange. But... Just strange, because this, I mean, this kid's going to be, he's a middle six guy. I mean, if you yeah. can develop him and give him some confidence, I wouldn't, what's he at right now? How many goals? What's, what's I mean, his twelfth his twelfth goal was against the Wings. So okay, so he's he's looking at twelve goals and probably what twenty games. Yeah, I think he, I think he's played like give or take thirty something with them. Okay, now, but um, yeah, he just needed a fucking hug, dude. I mean, like, if he Nashville. scores a goal every other game, that's that's gonna keep him in the league, dude. Uh, there's yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what his contract looks like, but there's no excuse for him not to to continue. Oh, he's due for bracket. a raise for sure. Yeah. If I mean, if I mean obviously Big Dick France is going to try to keep him on a team friendly deal, but sure. But I mean the kid's kid's twenty three. I mean like if if you think yeah he's got so twelve points in thirty six games total. Uh, I don't know what that necessarily means for. Uh, oh, let me tell you. Here you go. He played thirteen. So he's got he's got ten goals in twenty three games with the Kraken this year. Not bad. Pretty damn good, dude. It's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. It's pretty That's good. Almost a forty goal scorer, especially a for stage. a waiver wire pickup. Holy shit! For a waiver wire, they're playing him as a third line guy. Oh yeah, dude. I, they. Yeah. He yeah. Feel, and he feels like to me like a guy who can move up and down in the lineup too. Big time, big time. I'd be curious to see what he looks like. Yeah, I think you could stick him with with Maddie and see what happens. Pro- oh, uh, that'd be interesting. That awesome. would be interesting. Yeah, but well, and then shit's going to get more complicated when Shane Wright comes in the league next year. So, yeah. Well, that'll be episode. Uh, that or they put six, him in the AHL. Season 2, 16. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cross that. that bridge when we get there. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. That's right. Um, so, yeah, the Red Wings game, uh, overall, a fantastic experience. Uh, we had an absolute blast. Uh, expensive experience, but a fun one at that. Um, got lots of cracking merch. Uh, I had a good time, uh, hanging out with some Red Wings fans. Um, everybody was pretty nice to me and, uh, it was, it was pretty sweet. So overall, great time. Love to do it again. Hoping to get to a, a playoff game this year. Yeah, I think we're gonna, well, fuck. They got to play like they did against the, the Wings and the Flyers, not the fucking Sharks to, no. to make it there. So, no. So, to kind of wrap up the Kraken talk here, uh, the Kraken played a very strange one o'clock Pacific Standard Time start in against San Jose in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Two days out. I'll admit that's a very weird time to play a hockey game, um, but they must have taken that to heart because they did not show up for this game at all. Yeah, they recognized that it was a weird time to play a hockey game. They they got spanked. For, I watched the first and part of the second period from my phone uh, at work, and they they, they were uninterested. It it didn't help that Jones. Oh my god. Ugh. I I have nightmares about Yanni Gord scoring on us. Oh man. Yeah. 
Well, and who who was the D? It was done or something like that. Like, oh, just oh god, just out of position. I, I don't know. Just it was the perfect fucking storm, dude. The per- perfect well, fucking I, oh, storm. Oh yeah, the du- Dun, and then Jones Dun. just kind of like saw it at the last second as it's going by his fucking skate. It's like, oh my god, you three fucking dummies. No, that was that was a bad game for everybody. It doesn't help Jones's case at all. Um, and we can kind of even get into it. So I think maybe, there's not much to recap in the San Jose game. They played terrible. There was there was not it a was single. Horrible. There was really not a good thing about. There was there were slight pushes toward the third period, but none of them transpired into anything. Uh, they looked flat-footed and just bad. And it's unfortunate because you know after the Red Wings win, Haxtell's preaching that this team is feeling good and we're motivated and you know hopes are high in this team. And then you go do shit like that. Where we talked about it before, like, yes, this is the NHL and yes, bad teams do end up beating good teams sometimes because of reasons, but God, especially when you're in the, you're the Seattle Kraken, like this is the West, this, this isn't the East where you're up 10 points on the next team. Like theoretically, you're in a fight. Like, yeah, you might make the play, like your odds of making the playoffs are good, but you're I mean, you could easily fall down to the bottom wild card spot here if you're not careful. Definitely. Yeah, I'll go through their four goals real quick. Yep. Uh, own goal. Yep. To start. Jones's uh, fault. Jones's fault. Hundred percent. Jones. Jones's fault. I think. I think the D also plays a role. You got to be fucking ready for that. But yeah, both the D and and the and Jones got to be ready for the puck. Yep. Uh, second one. Dunn tries to throw one up the fucking middle to three different. Dunn's sharks. fault. One hundred percent. Hundred percent. Tosses one into the fucking middle and they go in and score. Um, second one, Noah Gregor. I think Jones probably wants that one back because he got a little piece of it. It was a little bit of a squeaker. And then the 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 fourth one was fucking Borgen getting absolutely f- fucking muscled in front of the net for for the the backdoor fucking pass. It's just just sorry, just a sorry effort again. Defense and goalies, just fucking miserable. So yeah, that was so just, let's yeah. talk about that. Um, it sounds like. Kraken Nation is kind of getting what it wants and has willed Grubauer into the starting role again. Sure. Um, Jones is not playing well, and sure. the team is not playing well in front of him. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems it seems like on paper, it seems like Grubauer is, is, is playing better. Uh, he does have, I think, last I saw it was a .900 save percentage, but it oh. could have. Right, right, which Boy. is on, on this team is fucking incredible. Uh, league league average would be terrible, but on this team, that's incredible. That's great. Very sad that we we get a goalie that goes above nine hundred or at nine hundred. Sorry, we get a goalie that's at nine hundred, and we're like, oh man, that's our starting goaltender. Oh boy, let's fucking plug him. Let's pencil him in for three more years. Yeah, oh, exactly. Wait, uh, I'm I'm still of the opinion that uh, we should Chris Drieger should probably get a start. But yeah. that's just my two cents. I'm still um, of the opinion you just fucking throw six six fucking skaters out there. Well, there's that. Well, with how our defense is playing, I don't know about that. Sure, sure. All six of them would break up the fucking ice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, that's that's not good. So it seems like Grubauer has retaken the reins. And look, after watching him play, uh, he was in the Red Wings game. He looked solid. He he made yeah. a lot of great saves against the Red Wings. Um. He wasn't challenged much against the Philadelphia Flyers, but that's okay. Um, 
the guy is putting up solid numbers, and he's been doing okay since. I think that Jones was in largely not because of his save percentage, but because they were winning. Uh, but when you don't have the save percentage to back up your wins, now you start losing the net. And we've sure. talked about this. Like I, I've always said, the net is for the best goalie. Yeah. Like we were on the Jones bandwagon because Jones was playing better. Right. Or, or better yet, they were winning. They were winning with Jones in net. They were winning with Jones in. And I, I, you know, it, it was going to take a long time to forget about those three goals in the first five minutes from that one game that happened at CPA before they went on that long road trip mm-hmm. uh, that Grubauer let in. Yeah. Seems like he's he's, rebrand, he's rebounded. Um, you know, I'm starting to think maybe because he's getting back into form, there might have been an injury at play here. I think so. Think so? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's one of those things like, you know, he is the the face of the franchise between the pipes right and so you know he's probably playing through a few things and not telling the the training staff that he's you know got a bum ass ankle or something right like sure i think i think that probably played a role um it is funny to see you know (laughs) all these grubauer fucking fanboys coming out of the woodworks now like we told you it's like i mean come on come on guys you know um it, we'll, we'll give you this one. <laughs> we'll just let it slide. You know, right. we're, we're all cheering for the same team. So, right. um, but yeah, you know, he is. I mean, he's kind of having recently. He's kind of gone, you know, shit game, good game, shit game, good game again. So that's something to keep an eye out for. But yeah, he went through a nice streak there, especially in January of just kind of, kind of stealing the net back. It's almost right? like this team struggles with consistency. It's weird. Yeah, I even. In, in my emotionally heated state from watching them just get fucking railed by the San, the nearly last place San Jose Sharks who are trying to sell every good player they have, mm-hmm. um, I, I was I was I texted you I was like is this team fake good? Mm-hmm. And like I oh God I've had to really analyze that I've had to really think about this because I've never had I I've never been able to say like okay I have full confidence in this team. Sure. I, there's streaks. You're like, man, they're playing fucking really well right now. But I've never been to the point of like, yeah, this is a good, this is a good fucking competitive team. And I think, I think we've been cautiously optimistic the entire year. Toe in our water right? kind of thing. Yeah, like th- this could fucking collapse at any moment. I think, I think we've been, you and I both have been pretty pretty realistic with those expectations, yeah. right? Like, you know, th- th- this they're playing good. At times, there's a there's a very good chance they should still far, probably squeak into the playoffs, um, but this isn't a, this isn't a competitive like this is not a playoff competitive team right now. I think they still they still have some things to work on, and they need a they need a favorable matchup in the playoffs with, with really this current do. team. If they need a favorable matchup, otherwise, like if they if they're meeting a Vegas, if they're meeting an Edmonton, Edmonton, yeah, even a good Calgary, maybe. Um, you know, Calgary's Jackal and right now, but you know, yeah, if they're I'm not meeting too worried about Calgary right now. No, like if it, it's I'm much more comfortable if they're meeting a Minnesota or an LA in the playoffs. Yeah, big time. Um, but because if they meet one of those powerhouses that actually is favored to win the conference, ugh, I just I don't I don't I'm not happy about that upset. Yeah, it doesn't look good at all. Honestly. No. So uh that kind of leads us into the chatter that's been going on uh ever since so the Hawks came out, said that Taveras is suffering from long COVID and will be out pretty much indefinitely for the season. He's definitely not being traded. You mean so, Taves? Taves, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Taveras, I was thinking because R-O-R. Yeah, it's a T. 
yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Taze is off the table. Who do the Kraken go for now? If anybody. Well, fuck, the way Max Domi's been playing. It's a cheap, Christ, dude. It's a cheap, that's a cheap, that's a cheap alternative for a 3-4 center, and, uh, you know, the guy gets, the guy wins face-offs, so. Sure shit does, man. I mean, that's, that wins you cups. 50, uh, 56%, I think, if I just last looked. So wow. he's slightly, he wins almost, he wins slightly almost every other draw. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, it makes sense, right? Statistically, he's got a 50-50 chance every time to fucking win it. So yeah. it would make sense that he's at 50%. Uh, right. It's just funny because I was just looking at Trevor Zegers' face-up percentage, and it is not at 56. So, uh, from, yeah. from, uh, from, from what I've heard, uh, a, a certain Vegas Golden Knights podcast uh, host has said that uh, Trevor Zegers is actually a bad hockey player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he's not he is good at skills competitions and that's it. Sure. I've also seen that guy yelling at a cloud. Uh I've also seen that guy and his followers trying to talk shit to me because I made one little uh joke about him not even knowing how to skate and making those comments. Um yeah, that shit doesn't doesn't fucking face me that guy. I, I love and hate that show, and like that's that's why you listen to Sinbin, is because he goes off at on it. these <laughs> Well, he goes off on these absolute like hypothetical scenarios where you just you, like he, he embraces the rabbit hole and it's fun to sometimes go down the insanity rabbit hole. Um but like if you actually like take a step back and you're like, God, he's really jumping to some conclusions here. Um that's that's just what he does. He's it's yeah. It's like, oh, if Stone's gonna be out, this team needs to be a seller. So then he, like, he's asking his audience, like, so who are you selling? It's like, well, what? Wait, whoa, what? what what's whoa. happening? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't mind those kind of shows sometimes because, you know, I'll be doing dishes or something, and you know, all of a sudden, yeah, you know, uh, Morgan's on the couch just reading a book, and all of a sudden I say, "You're a fucking idiot," and she's like, yeah. "Me." <laughs> I'm like, no, this fucking dumbass, you know. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mind those. That's, I, that's, that's when I listen to Doug's podcast. That's what I do. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Um, that's probably so what people I, do to us. I think, I, I mean, the Kraken obviously. Let, let's rule out some stuff here. Like, the Kraken are obviously not going to be in on Timo Meyer or Patrick Kane or any sure. of the big names. Up front, they're going to be do. I don't think so. And and it's so it's it's not because they couldn't do it. It's because they don't want yeah. to. Like they have, the Kraken have a very impressive prospect pipeline. Mm. They're not going to sell away the future just so they can try to make a run this year, where they're where they're not the favorites. They're they're definitely not. Like they'll make the playoffs probably most likely, um, but they'll be. I'd say they've got a coin tosses chance to get through the first round, and then they're one hundred percent not the favorites in the second round if they make it. Is that accurate? I mean, are, yeah, I I agree. I agree. And I what, think, what are the odds that they play LA ask, in the first round and then they take on, you know, Minnesota in the second? It, it's not like it's it's not going to happen. They'll play one of those teams I, maybe in the first round, and then in the second round you're playing Vegas or Edmonton or Calgary or Colorado or you know something like that, depending on how the wild card shakes out. 
I mean, you're either it's either us or LA in the wild card. Let's be honest. I don't think you know LA is having you an. You don't think we hold on to okay the Pacific? Right I mean, I don't know. You think man. we get bumped out of the Pacific? I, the top three? The way they've been, they got they got to figure something out. And they got to figure out something quick, or else they there's a very good chance they're going to drop down to that wild card. Um, yeah, I, I think you match up against an LA team. I think you match up against. You know, you pretty much have to end up two or three in the Pacific if you're the Kraken in order to have a shot realistically at moving into that next round. Because if you're going to play one from either division, uh, you're going to get fucking smacked because they're just they're not they're not a good enough team, honestly, to to be, you know, just horribly uh, rational here. Uh, Kraken have a lot of. They're coming up games are very, I'm not going to say hard or easy, but there's a lot of important games coming up. Like sure. they, so they've they got Boston coming up, which nobody gives a shit. I mean, Boston's Boston. If they win, that's incredible. Um, but you know, at this point, playing East Coast teams is just not, they just don't hold the same gravity as they do playing in the West. Um, Boston and Toronto at home. Those will be cool. Those will be cool games to watch, but not as not as important. Um, then they take on St. Louis, which will be an important game. Red Wings, Columbus, all on the road. Colorado is going to be a huge game. They need that win. Yeah. The Ducks, you got to win that game. Ottawa, that's two points. Dallas, back to back. Dallas at home. That is a very strange schedule. That's stupid fucking scheduling. Do you? Does that make sense? Why do they play? They play. They play Dallas at home on Saturday the eleventh, and then Monday the thirteenth. Both both at home. Uh, Dallas Stars didn't have. The and then month. they play them again on the twenty first in Dallas. In Dallas, we played the Dallas Stars three times in the month of March. Who did this schedule? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! You know what? You know what? I would love to be at that Monday night second dallas game there's got to be a fighter six mm-hmm. you know wow have you looked at this april schedule all right here we go april here's the month of april kings at home coyotes at home canucks on the road coyotes at home hot uh, blackhawks at home coyotes on the road vegas on the road vegas at home damn that is building those rivalries chance apparently you're you're ending your season on two back-to-back it, it could be if the points are still close those two back-to-back vegas games could decide the pacific that could be fun it could it could if the kraken remember how to play hockey in the next two weeks well thankfully the vegas golden knights are still trying to figure it out as well so sure yeah i i just i don't think and this is kind of jumping back to the trade bait stuff yeah, yeah. uh Bringing in a big forward name, I, you can't you can't convince me that Hackstall knows what to do with his lineup if he brings in a guy like that. You just you can't convince me. I don't I don't think he you know there's a reason they just got shut out by San Jose, right? I don't think he quite knows what to do with forward lines. I just I think there's things that have been working and it's just a chemistry thing between the guys, um, and I think. I think he's a little scared to kind of move stuff around. So if that shit doesn't work out, he's just eating a four zero loss. So I yeah. bringing in a guy like Timo Meyer, 
I don't even want to. I don't. It sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. Well, to think of Haxtell trying to figure out where Timo Meyer goes. At this point, the bidding war for him is just like it's getting out of control. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say for one second that Timo Meyer is a bad hockey player. He's not. He is a great hockey player. He'd be a great asset on any team. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that like the Blues are now trying to parlay the two first round picks they just got for him. Like, what are we doing here? Mm. Like, apparently, apparently the, the latest trade news from uh, Elliot Friedman is that, like, the Devils are the leaders, but they're not willing to give up uh, Mercer. Oh, fuck. That's what it would be. San Jose wants Mercer. Yeah, Mercer's a fucking future stud, dude. Yeah, and Devils don't want to part with him. That's why, that's why apparent, apparently the Devils have been the front runner and like everything is lined up. All the Devils have to do, but San Jose wants Mercer. And they, and Devils see. won't give it to him. And even Devils, like, so we're, we're getting pretty close with Mercer. one of the Devils. What's that? Oh, okay. So I'm just reading some of the rumors. So the main rumor for the Devils, oh, so okay. this yeah, is, yeah. this is off of uh, pucksandpitchforks.com. Uh, this is saying the Sharks okay. ask for Mercer, a first-round pick that's got to be in this year's draft. There's no way they would do any other draft. Uh, and potentially Alexander Holtz or Kevin Ball. Oh, fuck. That's an absolute haul that's for a, Mr. They Meyer. want so much. That's crazy. Yeah. That is that is a better player than Timo Meyer in three years in Mercer. That is... A first-round pick of a very stacked draft, and that is Alexander Holtz, who just quite hasn't figured it out, but the kid's like 20 years old and is going to be uh-huh. probably a fucking Timo Meyer, right? I mean, like, Alexander yeah. Holtz could easily yeah. be Timo Meyer in five, six years, right? Like, I just – that is an absolute haul. But good for Greer going for it. Greer is basically yeah. saying, we've needed to do this fucking teardown for a couple years now. It's time to, to get some to pieces for this player who is well, a, you when know, the, potentially a 30, when, 40, 40 goal scorer. That's that's pretty big. When the medal meets the meat and you come up on, you know, out, you know the last 20 minutes of the trade deadline, you know, some, he's going to take the best offer. Sure. And if that's the Blues giving them two to three first round picks, holy Dude. fuck. Oh, my God. Like, man. that is just like we're I getting to the point where. I know he's good, but like this again, I think they're getting we're, we're getting so worked up on this Timo Meyer thing. I, I understand he's the bell of the ball. He's arguably the best one. You could probably make an argument for Patrick Kane, but I understand that there's more complexities to that. I'm not even talking about his like his personal life. I'm talking about just like contractually, like he has a no move clause. You know, there's money moved around there. Way harder to do. I get, I get that, but like this is the NHL where the greatest player in the world arguably ever has only made it to the conference final once. Sure. Like you're giving up basically your future to get, you know, does, does Timo Meyer make the New Jersey devils better? Yes. Does it make sure. them here? And, and actually this is a question for you. Say they get Timo Meyer and they don't have to subtract anything from the current active roster like you lose prospects and futures great say you add timo meyer to this current new jersey devils roster is it enough to win in this east 
Like, are you going to be able to beat the Carolina Hurricanes? Are you going to be able to beat the New York Rangers? Because it's looking like you're going to play the Rangers in the first round. Mm -hmm. And the Rangers just geared up themselves. Sure. Like, are, Not to mention, are you going to be able to beat Boston? Are you going to be able to beat Tampa? Are you going to be able to beat any like anybody over there? Right? Like, uh, I, so my answer. I just to that, I, and, and I don't know. Ugh. My answer is I don't know. And and the reason oh, okay. being is as much as as much as Meyer definitely helps that team. And Mercer is on the active roster, right? So if they don't have to give up Mercer. You need, you need more consistent goaltending in the uh, in New Jersey. Yes, a thousand percent. I I just. They're just so untested, those two. So I I think when you have Shesterkins and Vasilevskis, uh, Freddie Anderson, the way he's been playing, uh, not to mention the tandem, I don't know if you've heard of them, uh, Linus Olmark and Jeremy fucking Swayman, who are yep. just absolutely murdering this league right now. Yep. I just, there's there's no way, dude. There's no way. So I, I think I, I if Mercer is part of the package, hell no. Say no. Let St. Louis blow three first-round picks in a, in a you know a prospect package or something. Sure, let them let them go blow it. It's not like St. Louis is going to fucking win it. Jordan Bennington no. is a nutcase. So sure, let them let them go do that and, and look elsewhere if you feel like you need to load up. But I, right. yeah, no, it's not there. It's it's just the first year that the Devils have been sniffing at it and they're getting antsy. You know, so well, I, and I don't, I don't blame them. Like this is the first time that they've had some hope in a while. So I, I don't blame them. Um, honestly, I just don't know if Timo Meyer is worth selling the future for because you have to understand the risk reward of this. Like he's 26 years old. He's obviously going to be an integral part of your team for a while, but you have to ask, like, is this the piece that's going to set us over the top, or is this this a piece that's going to make us better? Like in my eyes, adding Timo Meyer gets you gets you a 50-50 shot to the conference final. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, you're you'll 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 get through the first round. Like you'll well, uh, again, if you're if you have the unfortunate matchup of the New York Rangers, I don't fucking know, man. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't wait. I would love that series though. Devil Devils and Rangers that cross that cross rivalry. Mhm. Oof, that would be oh, yeah. such a fucking great game. Be a slog. Such dude. a great game. Oh. Love that. Um, yeah. Would love to see that series. But that being said, like even if you get through them, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way you're getting through the second. Like you're 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 playing Toronto, Tampa, Boston, Carolina. I ugh, those are just those are powerhouses, man. Juggernauts, dude. That I just don't see, and they're all look and they're all looking to get. Well, Tampa's not. Tampa's up against the cap. They can't do anything. But. Yeah. But um, Boston's looking to somehow squeeze in something. They're they're rumored to get Gavrikov. They're trying to shed some salary right now and get um, Gavrikov from uh, Columbus. It's a good move. It's a good move. It's a good move. It's a great move. Um, you've got Toronto that just made their big move. In fact, that's a good segue. We can talk about that right now. Um, probably the biggest trade that we haven't talked about yet on this show since the last time was uh, the the. So last time we talked, we left you with Tarasenko going to the Rangers. Now we've got Ryan O'Reilly and Achari mm-hmm. heading to Toronto uh, for for a haul of picks. And Ryan O'Reilly is wasting no time showing that he was just waiting to be on a good team. Just waiting to get moved. You think? 
I, I asked our blue our resident blues expert this morning about this. You think Tarasenko was a cancer on that team? I think I think it's something weird with uh, a decent amount of, of Russian players. Mm-hmm. So I could easily see that. I think just the just the trade rumors that have been swirling for two or three years around him, mm-hmm. like he was supposed to be picked up by Seattle by by the Kraken, right? So I think there's been that whole dark cloud that's been just hovering over St. Louis because of a guy like Tarasenko, but. I do. I I don't know if it's necessarily him or just you know a contract kind of thing, but uh, yeah, I there's, there's something there. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it was, whatever the case is, it seems like Ryan O'Reilly is doing just fine. Not to mention he is a very comfortable gig centering the second line between fucking Marner and Tavares. What a what a shitty fucking job. What. <laughs> <laughs> You and uh, anybody, anybody who centers that line is going to at least pick up a point tonight. Are you fucking kidding me? You like, can what? slot you and me in between Marner and Tavares, and we're gonna do okay. I might get. I mean, I mean, it might be minus four, but I'm gonna have at least an apple. Yeah. Oh yeah. At least gonna, a little we'll, freaking. We'll stand I'm in front even, of the net, and they'll bounce a puck off of us. That's right. Sure. I might get a G note. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. just crazy. It's just <laughs> insanity. So yeah, the fact that he just go. picked up a Hattie in one of his first games uh, is pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, my. Does, uh, d- so here's the question for you. Give me, give me the answer here. Does this trade finally get? I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even going to be ambitious and say the cup. I'm going to say, does this move get Toronto out of the first round? Because we know for a fact that they're going to play Tampa in the first round. Okay, it's not like a firm fact, like but but, but they would have to drop ten points in the standings to play somebody else or or catch Boston, which is not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Toronto will most likely they're fighting for home advantage with Tampa right now. Is this move enough to finally get them over the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think what I think what makes it even trickier is who they actually lost. Mm. So I think Muzzin going down. Uh, yeah, that's Muzzin, new news that came out today. Yeah, came out today. So Muzzin's down for the rest of the season. Yep, which that's a big fucking loss for and, that team. And playoffs, he's he's done. done. He's he done. He's play. he's done. Done. Yeah, I mean, he could he could get traded to the Coyotes next year for all we know. Right. Uh, right. Join join the elite squad. Yeah, join Shea Weber uh, and and Datsuk and and Hosa. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fucking Coyotes legends. <laughs> the retirement community down there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think, I think this gives them a very good opportunity, even with Muzzin out to have a damn good shot. I mean, you know, I I think what this does is they just have a lot more combinations that they can throw out a a team, right? So they can, Mm -hmm. they can break that second line up, move O'Reilly to the third line and just let him go fucking work on some third line centers. Like, I just it, you know it gives it gives them some options, uh, but this is this is a great test to what we were talking about last week. Where do you load up on what you're good at, or do you fix your holes, right? And so I think this is this is going to be a great uh, case study to where we can kind of take a look at it because that's that's exactly what they did, right? They instead of going after a D, not knowing they were going to lose Muzzin, right? But instead of going after a D, where you know it's kind of it kind of been their issue for fuck forever right they they went after a guy who has a cup they went after a guy who plays a great two-way game right is like a 
you know, he just he, he he's a he's a he's a winner, right? So mm-hmm. uh, I do I like this trade a lot for Toronto. Is it enough to get past Vasilevsky and and a good defense in Tampa? I still don't think so. But no, uh, nope. They're they are destined, in my opinion, they are once again destined for a first round exit. I agree. They did. They they did. Look, sometimes it just depends on the team. Sometimes you double down on what you're good at, and sometimes you, we talked about this in the last episode with the Kraken. Sometimes you double down on what you're good at. Sometimes you fix problems. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs just doubled down on what they're good at. That's great. I think that's. But especially losing Muzzin, like this is this team's defense has always been weak. It's always been there just to support the offense. And goaltending, you know, you got Samsonov, but shit, who's behind him? Yeah. You know, I, you, you better hope he play. You better hope that he stays healthy is all I'm saying. Yeah. And even then, Samsonov's not, like he's not, he's, he's playing, he's good. He's good. He's not great. He's good. And that might be enough to do well. But against the Tampa Bay Lightning in a seven-game series? Oh, against the best goalie in the world? I just I I think they're destined once again for another first round exit. Yeah, you know, who and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because if they played somebody else, they might have a different uh, outcome. If they're in a different division. If they're in a different division, yeah, I was gonna say if they play Boston, they'd also get bounced. But they get smacked. But yeah. So speaking of doubling down. Yeah. You know who should double down? Who? NBA fans. Okay. Tell me more. To bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. That's pretty mm, sweet. That's pretty Plus, cool. for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. That's a pretty sweet gig. So that is pretty awesome. Very similar to what we did last week. Uh, we kind of we kind of targeted an NBA game that we were looking at. Uh, it's the Battle of California. Okay. So we got the the Golden State Warriors playing the LA Lakers tomorrow. Uh, as we're recording this, that is two twenty three is when that game's going to be played. That's Thursday. Uh yeah, this is uh inter- it's very interesting. So uh, the the one of the, I mean obviously as a as a hockey fan we don't follow too much basketball, uh, but there was actually a basketball player kind of in the hockey news recently and and for a uh, for for a unfortunate reason I think, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the king himself LeBron James was talking for some reason about uh, about about the Vegas success that they're having over here right the Raiders mm-hmm. and. And those kind of things, and uh, he was was really trying to to reach and really talk about some other sports, and he did say the Vegas Kings oh. for NHL. So obviously he doesn't watch hockey, which right. I don't think we right. should be surprised. Nah, obviously. he doesn't have time for that. He's just watching basketball highlights of his, you know, of his buddies. All right, so his buddies, he's just watching his own highlights. He's probably just watching his own highlights. You're probably mm-hmm. right. Uh, wouldn't you, if you were LeBron James? I'd just be watching myself in the mirror every day. Probably, yeah. Probably. Um, but anyways, so I want to uh, I want to throw that down. So so you know that's that's one of the games that I was kind of taking a peek at. Uh, it just just throwing it in, you know. I, I got to bet against LeBron James 
make him pay for the uh, the absolute the the misread of Vegas comments. So uh, I'm yep. going Golden State on that one. So I think uh, oh that's I'm where it's I'm 100 with you. If, you. if any basketball player insulting hockey, even if they didn't mean to, like that's yeah. I'm 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 full shame full gun. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm so livid. I have I have the same level of anger and enthusiasm and motivation as I would if I listened to Herb Brooks's miracle speech. Yeah. Which Definitely. by the way, as we record this today is the anniversary of the US Olympic team in 1980 beating the Soviet Union. Oh, it's a good day. It is a it's great a day. day. I I actually make it a tradition. I don't post on my own personal Facebook too much. Um, but I do make it a tradition that every time uh, this this day comes about every year, uh, I'll post the ESPN, you know, Miracle on Ice thing. This year they actually changed it up and they actually posted uh, Kurt Russell's speech from Miracle, uh, which which I'll argue is even better because uh, I could watch that movie a thousand times and I will still get emotional and motivated every fucking time. Sure, sure. So if you if you hate Miracle and love LeBron James. Download the app now <laughs> and sign up with code THPN. That is in the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code THPN. That is like the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. There you go. If you hate Miracle, you're a communist. If you hate Miracle, that's I don't I don't have anything else to say. No joke. No joke. No punchline. That's if if you hate the movie Miracle, you are a communist. If you hate the movie Miracle, you are currently in, over the border of Ukraine. <laughs> uh <laughs> going you you've already been drafted or are about to be drafted (laughs) you're currently going west in in that fight so congratulations comrade you get a ticket to ukraine (laughs) Uh, you think they watch miracle just to get fucking amped up it's just pissed off right like you know okay this is this is not a joke on Ovi because Ovi just lost his father we're very sorry about that like that is that is a terrible thing and Ovi has been a fixture of this for a while this is more of a joke on how terrible Vladimir Putin is. You think like Ovi went over there for five seconds, mm-hmm. like to go mourn his father and whatnot. You think Putin tried to fucking just like, oh, now now you're here forever. He tried to he tried to do the uh, what's it called? It's the uh, Shanghai him. Yeah. He got Shanghai. Yeah, he got Shanghai. We need or we Putin's- need more bod- We need more bodies on the front line. Putin's trying to box him into a corner. You can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, You're no, I look, look. Ovi got Ovi got a lot of hate. Like when his when his dad died, there was a. Of course, it's social media. There's gonna be trolls everywhere. Um, sure. And and you can laugh from a from an outsider's perspective. But in reality, and all of it, like it's sad that he lost his dad, and that and that's it's shitty human. It, it's it's a shitty thing. And Ovechkin's a human too. Uh, and we we've talked about it before. Like you know, even if Ovi doesn't personally support putin like i mean he's got to be the most famous russian athlete in the world right now mm-hmm. um if most relevant, if for sure most relevant yeah that, that's fair um if he doesn't publicly support or at least if, if he admonishes putin in public there's there's gonna be repercussions so Definitely. 
I, I don't I don't necessarily doubt that you know it's it it's easy for us to all you know love Panarin for coming out against that kind of shit and and down speaking Putin so I, I I get that but at the same time he's just trying to play it safe and and honestly at the end of the day hockey players aren't really known for getting political right um, when they do they usually are pretty pretty nuts pretty bad at it like they're they're not yeah they don't become like good politicians or something they become like crazy activists for for this that and the other that's just called brain injuries right <laughs> uh, uh the who's the former chicago player that like actually had like a legitimate argument and now he's just like conked beyond is it kaliakovo no carlo no something like that no clue who you're thinking of he played for the blackhawks for a while he even had a row with the spit and chicklets crew because they weren't giving him the time of day for CTE shit. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? It's not Carlo. It's not Kaliakovo. Apparently, I have a little bit of CTE. I can't even fucking remember. Oh, I definitely do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so um, the ROR trade, we were just talking about that. That was probably the biggest trade that we've had since. A um, couple ones just for housekeeping stuff. Uh, we did have a trade, a couple trades today that were more just moving some money around. Uh, Zaitsev? Nikita Zaitsev? Yep. Uh, heading to Chicago, um, and he, for nothing back, uh, for the illustrious player future considerations, uh, he goes back to Ottawa, and uh, Ottawa sends Chicago also in in addition to Zaitsev a fourth and a fifth pick, I believe. Yep. So essentially, paying Chicago a fourth and a fifth pick to take the contract of Nikita Zaitsev. Wait, um, second, second, and a fourth. A second and a fourth. Well, boy. Second round pick this year and a fourth round pick in the future. Boy, they really wanted him gone. Uh, that is just that's it's it's never a good like it it always hurts as a GM. Like sometimes you have to make those strategic moves. Totally get it. You gotta get you gotta clear space sometimes. Clear it, yeah. but God, it really it really looks it's hard to sell it as a win when you're paying somebody to take money off of your roster. And you're getting nothing. There, there wasn't even like a token AHL prospect. No. Like there was, there was nothing. Not even a fourth line grinder, dude. Just no. to fucking get him out of here. Not even before. a plug to come back to Ottawa. Like we will give you him. We're gonna pay you money to take him, and we want nothing in return. Yeah, there was definitely an under the table squeezer thrown in there too. I guarantee it. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I guarantee there was some sort of uh, little little HJ. Damn. All right. Well, I mean, the, you you think they would list that? Is is that what future considerations is? This whole time we thought he was just this hypothetical player. When in reality, just GMs are trading under the table handies. He's just he's just one of the better handies in the league. I mean, he just you know. I mean, there has to be some sort of exchange of goods. You can't just say future considerations, right? So. There's got to be some sort of good goods or services. That's, that's right. right. It's got to be something. <laughs> it's got to be something. I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but that sounds right. Right. Absolutely. Well, Gary Bettman's a lawyer, so he, sure. he, he probably know. You got to you have to give this hand job. He's got to be there for it. <laughs> <laughs> he has to notarize it. That's right. He's got a stamp of approval on the hand and. <laughs> oh 
shoot. By the power invested in me by the NHL, <laughs> this hand job is official. <laughs> hey, Gary, we need you at this press release in uh, Toronto. Nah, future considerations was just <laughs> traded. I got somewhere to be. <laughs> Just get like a perv GM that just it's just just getting future consideration. <laughs> All right, and Columbus has made their fourth trade of the day for future considerations. Wow, just really, really making it worth his visit to Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, uh, yeah. So ROR gets traded. Uh, Zaitsev to Chicago. And then uh, the Vegas Golden Knights clear out the contract uh, of the reanimated corpse of Shea Weber. Oh, 3D? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's 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 dead. It, it, Shea Weber died a long time ago. He's just running around on a potato heart now. God, that'd be cool. <laughs> Fuck. It might work better than mine. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, his contract goes off to uh, the Arizona Coyotes where he joins other coyotes greats like like you said before pavel dotsuk marion hosa yeah um guys guys where their contracts went to die and you know what coyotes are more than happy to do that right now because they are in the middle of a rebuild even though gary bettman is did you watch that video of gary bettman pleading and begging voters to give them the arena i don't know if i want to see gary bettman on his knees oh my god he's literally like, like he's any other fucking team he would like just crush in a heartbeat, but because the Coyotes are his baby, and he can't like deal with them failing, he's literally pandering to Arizona voters. Like, I need you to, v- I need you to vote for this so we can keep the Coyotes here, dude. I honestly like where they're putting it is a great spot. So I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not digging into the legalities of it myself, but. You know, I don't know what the negativity would be. I mean, where they're putting it is like just a lot of businesses. The the argument, the, the negativity doesn't come from Arizona. It comes from outside hockey fans that argue yeah, that the market in Arizona is just not strong. And there are plenty other hockey markets that would easily take that team and thrive immediately. So, um, so this I've is, heard a lot. I've heard a lot of Houston arguments. I've heard a lot of Kansas City arguments. I've heard a lot, a lot of Quebec City arguments. Yeah. Um. Hell, there was even the idea of a second Toronto team floated. Yeah. This sounds like Canadians. Yeah, it sounds like Canadian propaganda. Sure. Um. Yeah. Jeez. They don't try to conquer the world. They're just trying to take more NHL teams. By by twenty forty, they've taken like half half the teams back into Canada. It's like in uh, like Andy Dwyer getting all the fucking world's lions. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's just trying to get all the hockey teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was our sport first. The fu- <laughs> the fucking Moscow Dynamo have been sent over to the fucking Halifax. Halifax. It's just a it's just a picture of Trudeau just flipping everybody off. We got another <laughs> one. Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, your your economy is slipping. The GDP is down, and uh, your your poll numbers are pretty down at the moment. What do you what do you have to say about that? Well, uh, I guess we'll have to add another team. Uh, guess what? I just got two new teams last year, so I'm just going to continue to do that and see where it takes me. 
Yeah. Uh, we're actually planning on adding the third Toronto team, the uh, Toronto Maple Syrups. Oh. Um, we're actually planning on adding that to the Toronto, the Toronto area. Yeah. They just fucking drizzle syrup from the ceiling on the fans. There's just one point where they have like waffles and they're just fucking holding them above their heads. And they... Dude, honestly, that sounds like a pretty sweet deal. I would get it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the future of Canada. That's right. Why wouldn't you? I mean, Vegas is doing light shows and stuff on the ice rink. Why can't we drop maple syrup from the freaking ceiling? Well, on that's a just quintessential. That's just quintessential Vegas. That's just what they do. Sure. But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, so yeah, uh, Vegas clears out some LTIR cap space, sends that over uh, to the Coyotes, and they and I think the Coyotes sent back over like a a bottom tier defenseman that's played like eighty two NHL games and over the course of two seasons. Yeah, it's actually not Mayo is actually he's been pretty good for the Roadrunners in Tucson, but okay. uh, I don't think he's he's nothing special. Okay, gotcha. It it was more of a it was more of a favor. Uh, for them and i don't i don't understand really the coyotes didn't really get anything out of it so i don't necessarily know why they did it but well they got a draft pick didn't they i think gary bettman was there and just like a secret future considerations happened oh okay gotcha probably my guess a dual one yeah giving all parties future considerations (laughs) in those instances gary bettman is actually in the middle Uh, Uh ah he's that, that makes a lot of sense okay um, so yeah, uh, some few trades going on, but nothing monumental yet. And we're still what two weeks away from the trade deadline. Yeah, I got a little bit of time. Okay, so yeah, we're 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 approaching some some good stuff. Um, as we get on that though, uh, I think the last thing we wanted to talk about was kind of the shift in power as we approach. You know, what what teams are going to be buyers and what teams are going to be sellers. Um, at the moment, you know, it it sucks. We do want to kind of give a shout out to. You know, Lou Lamorello and the Islanders, like, they make this big move for Bo Horvat, and then Barzell goes down indefinitely. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, does this, does this, do you think this basically quashes any hope that they have to make the playoffs? No. And, and the reason, the reason is Ilya Sorokin. Yeah. I mean, they're basically, you know, I mean, Bo Horvat's going to have to step up. But, I mean, this is, this is a good thing that they brought in Bo Horvat for, right? I mean, he's got, Leadership qualities. He, God, I think he's top ten in the league in goals this year. He definitely year, keeps their hopes nuts. alive. He keeps their hopes alive. Keeps their so, hopes alive. Yeah. Uh, and they they squeaked out a nice one tonight against Winnipeg. So, no, I don't think this team is dead. I just, God damn, you'd rather have Barzal on your freaking roster. Yeah. So, I, no, I, I mean, just looking at the other teams below them, I'm just not really worried by by someone other than maybe Detroit. Right, I think maybe Detroit's is hot, and if they so, add something, maybe but. two teams. So, so you've got the Islanders who are you're hanging in there, even though despite the injury, um, two teams on the decline at the moment. You've got the Caps and the Pens. Caps, dude, uh, we, we called that Caps drop though. Yeah, Caps are. I mean, losing losing Ovechkin and Carlson at the same time is never going to be good. But I mean, even with with Ovi back. Boy, this this team they've lost they've lost their last five. They're three and seven in their last ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're falling rapidly. Like this team, this team is they're not out of it yet. I mean, they're, in fact, they're only two points out of it technically speaking. But this trend is is not good. They're 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 hitting a lull at the worst time. Yeah, it's not great. 
the Penguins also not doing much better. Last lost last three, four, five, and one in their last ten. Um, they're still right in it too. They're only one point out of a, a wild card spot. But I mean, there's we're looking at teams. Shit, if you wanna if you wanna do, I always like to use the ten point rule. Like if you're ten points out, you're you're like a hundred percent done in my opinion. Um, by that logic, you know, basically the only team that's really out are Columbus and Montreal. Um, but we can safely rule out Philadelphia. Uh, I don't think Ottawa's going to try to make a push. Um, they're six points out. Buffalo is four points out. Um, Washington and Detroit. They're, Washington and Detroit are at 62. They're tied, but Detroit's heading up, whereas Washington's heading down. In fact, they have the exact opposite last 10. Detroit is 7-3-0 in their last 10, and Washington's 3-7-0 in their last 10. So... I uh, I don't know. I it I it's exciting to finally see an interesting wild card battle. Yeah. Yeah. Because the the top three spots in each division are locked. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Big so time. we're gonna I see mean, we're gonna see points. the yeah. It's just fucking this time of year. See, that's too, that's a mountain. So you've arguably got six teams fighting for two playoff spots. Arguably, yeah, realistically, yeah. realistically five to four. Yeah, and and uh, you know on the other side of that spectrum, don't don't uh, you can't even you can't even cross Ottawa off yet. No, I mean statistically speaking, they're yeah. Statistically speaking, they're not in my like ten. I I always use the rule of ten on that. Like if you're ten points out of a playoff spot, you're done. Um, so yeah, technically speaking, uh, and they are seven two and one in their last ten. That's that's impressive. Uh, yeah, that you can't technically rule them out. So, but only two of those. Only two of those seven teams are going to make the playoffs, and uh, it's just going to be who gets the hot hand at the moment. And right now, Pittsburgh and Washington are just are not declining. And if you're and if you're their GM, this isn't the time to buy. Like you're not you're not looking to make a playoff. What what? So you can you know cleave your way into the playoffs and then have a nice first round exit. Like for Pittsburgh and Washington, that's not something to brag about. If if Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit. And maybe the Islanders make the playoffs. Like that's that's the win right there. Mm-hmm. Like you have you have accomplished your season goals. You made the playoffs. A first round exit is expected, and it all it does is it gets your young guys some experience, who haven't been in the playoffs yet, and you get ready and you use that momentum to do better next year. Washington and Pittsburgh. That's. You lose in the first round. That's that's just another like reminder that that's another nail in the coffin for your team, and you need to start the rebuild. Yeah. Ah, uh, that's such a limbo spot to be in. I don't I don't envy GMs that have to make that decision, right? No. You know, I Washington has their cup. Pittsburgh has plenty of fucking cups, so I don't feel too bad for them or their fans, but. At the same time, it's just that's such a tough decision to make. You're not going to get yeah. rid of those guys that are starting to age out, but they're starting to get that age where, man, it's tough to build a team around them that can continue to go, go, go. Right? I mean, uh, well, it's just the nature yeah. of it. Like at yeah, the end the of the beast. day, like if if you're going to ride Crosby and Malkin into the ground, or you're going to ride Carlson and Ovechkin into the ground, you can even throw Backstrom in there a little bit if you wanted. I mean. That's that's the choice that you made, and yeah. I, I don't think any. There's not going to be too many fans that are going to be upset with you about that decision. Like they deserve, like they got they, those guys got you cups, like they deserve it. Yeah. Like it's if we'll put it this way, 
like let's use the Kane example. Let's use the Patrick Kane situation as an example. I don't think there's any, other than like internal like inside the organization pressure. There's there are very few Chicago Blackhawks fans that are like ardently, angrily, persuasively try like wanting Kane to leave. Yeah. They understand if he leaves, they understand why he's being traded, they understand that it might help the rebuild. But if Kane stays there for the next whatever he's got left on his contract, four or five years, and retires a Blackhawk, I don't think anybody's gonna complain too much. Yeah, I mean, we just we just went through this with with Getzloff as yep. a Ducks fan, right? Like, sure, if Getzloff says tomorrow that he wants to go chase another cup, go give him his cup, right? I, you know, he deserves it. He's he's battled his ass off for my my favorite fucking team. You know what I mean? Yep. So. But I think I think at the same time, like, yeah, I I just with those with those two teams, I think I think you and I would probably do the same thing, and we would we would start potentially selling off some some pieces that could bring us some picks, not killing our roster, right? Because you want to be slightly like maybe next year Crosby just has a hell of a fucking workout through the summer, and he is just a world beater again next year, right? And he's not, it's not like he's not playing bad. I'm just saying in general, right? So, like, you know, you, you sell off a, a Rust or a Gensel, right, and you get a first-round pick. Who knows? You could bring up a, a, you know, draft a kid fairly high or something, and he comes in and clicks right away with Crosby. Who knows, right? Like, But I think I think that's the thing is you start kind of maybe picking at a piece here, picking at a piece there, mm-hmm. um, and just seeing what happens. I mean, I think that's that's what I would rather do instead of – seeing my team four five and one in arguably one of the bigger stretches of important hockey is before the trade deadline to try to figure out what the hell you're going to do as a gm right uh to see them four five and one to see them three and seven like washington uh that's not good so i i think that's where i'd be looking i think i'd be i'd be kind of looking to you know the quote unquote dreaded word of retool Right. I think that's that's kind of what I would be focused on is, you know, what can I do to get a little younger and and uh, but at the same time, you know, maybe stack up next year. Who knows? Uh, yeah, that's where I'd be at. OK, yeah. I think that that's I think that's I, I mean, I agree with you in the sense that you you owe too much to these guys. Like, I'm sure there were promises in place that if you bring a, you, you get a certain amount of leeway when you become a franchise player and you're responsible for Brit. Well, let me rephrase that. You're a franchise player that brought the cup there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a Lundquist type, like everybody's still happy and you're still going to get your name in the Raptors, but at the end of the day, you didn't bring us a cup, so you're still expendable. Sure. Um, and that's how it's just going to go, unfortunately, because that's how the league works. Um, looking at the wild card teams in the East that are fighting for this, because there's a lot of playoff bubble teams at the moment. Um, who do you think takes these last two spots? Oh, I think there's three teams that I like for two spots, which makes it tough. Okay. Um, I actually, Florida has impressed me a little more lately. They're getting Anthony Duclair back. Duclair, I know I have him on my IR in my other league, so hopefully he he helps me there because my team sucks. (laughs) Um, So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I don't really like their goalie situation there, and so I think there's still a chance that they can drop out pretty quickly if uh, Bobrovsky does what he did the other night and just get fucking shelled and then Spencer Knight's in the net. Um, so 
I, I, I personally, just with what I've seen lately and uh, just the way that the teams are built, I think it's the Islanders and Detroit. Uh, it's a fairly unpopular yeah. opinion. Okay. Yeah. But I think I think Detroit. There's a reason that Detroit went out and and Eiserman went out and got the guys that he did mm-hmm. in the off season because I think you have experience like a Perron with with making those pushes. Uh, you know, I think you you, you know you, you kind of have some of those those guys that can get stuff done. Uh, hopefully, I think is Raymond back. Uh, I think he is coming back. Yeah, I think I think I mean you still want to hope that he gets through there, but. Uh, Larkin, Bertuzzi, you got Fabry. You could just you're getting healthy at the right time. We're getting we're getting healthy exactly. We're getting healthy yeah. at the right time, and uh, it sounds like they're giving Verona another shot. And if he can add in any sort of offense, that's going to be great too. Yeah. I, so I think yeah. I mean I mean the only place I would kind I of look mean, towards. I'm weary about the Detroit schedule though. Um, mm. Let me okay. The next games here: uh, Rangers, Tampa, Ottawa. Uh, two back-to-back games on the road against Ottawa. Oh, those are scary. Those are sketchy. They're they're legit back-to-backs. Monday, February twenty seventh at Ottawa. Tuesday, February twenty eighth at Ottawa. Oof. When do we ever play back-to-backs in this league like that? Like you, you like you'll play two teams in two nights, but never in the same building and against the same team. That's weird. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, and then Thursday, they'll take on the Kraken in Detroit. And then Saturday, Sunday, uh, Islanders, Philly, Chicago, Boston, Boston. Yuck. <laughs> yeah, it's their their schedule is not friendly to them. So yeah, it's a um, they're, they're, they are getting hot at the right time. But it might what I'm saying is I think it might balance out with their tough schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd have to dig into their schedule a little bit. I do. I think Washington's out. I think Washington's out. I think I that they have 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 given up on it. In fact, I would if I had to like rank odds here, I'd put Buffalo and Ottawa above Washington in yeah. terms of me thinking they're going to make the playoffs. That's just that's um, not recency bias though, is it? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um I mean, well, okay, Ottawa might be like they're 7-2 and 1 in their last 10. Sure. Um that's not bad. Their goal differential is just as, you know, ever Everybody from the Islanders to the Ottawa Senators are either no one is plus or minus ten goals in their differential except for Buffalo, who's plus eleven. So yeah, and Buffalo's only plus eleven because they've had games where they just score like eight goals. Exactly. So. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily it's a it's a differential is a very it's it's like plus minus. It's a statistic that you have to take with a grain of salt. Um I don't. I just don't know if the Islanders can. Keep, I don't know if Bo Horvat can drag this Islanders team into the playoffs. Um, God, this is tough. It's gonna be a dogfight. I, the 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 kid in me thinks that Pittsburgh's gonna get it together. Tristan yeah. Jari's gonna come back and and right the ship, um, and they'll be able to, to drag themselves into the playoffs for a first round exit. Um, I'd like to believe in Detroit. I was saying this whole time that Detroit was going to be a wild card team. Um, so you know what? Maybe this will be my one unlogical choice. I'll say the Red Wings still. I'll stick to my original pick at the beginning of the year. Detroit will be one of the wild card teams. Yeah. Who's your other one? Pitt? Pitt? Pittsburgh or Florida? Yeah. Pittsburgh or Florida with probably a lean toward Florida. All right. I just I just don't. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, everybody, else in the, everybody else in the East, though, is done 
yeah, I, I think you're probably right there. I cannot wait for that New Jersey Rangers series. That's going to be, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And I can't wait for Toronto fans to absolutely lose their shit when they lose to Tampa again. That's going to that's gonna make my life very, very happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Are we we got anything else? I don't think so. I got I to gotta pee. That, uh, that's it. Anybody else need to know that? Vesa Toscala. Who? Did he play for the Ducks? Who? What is it? Say it again. Vesa Toscala. Sounds like a goalie. I'm going to say no. He did. He did. He played for the Ducks in the uh, Bob Murray era. When when, uh, the Ducks traded, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, the Ducks traded Jaguar to the Toronto Maple Leafs for Jason Blake and Vesa Toscala. How many games? After did signing, he, how many games? After did he play? what's that? How many games did he play? How many, how many games did Vesa Toscala play? Yeah. Uh, Vesa Toscala is a Finnish former professional ice hockey goaltender. Hey, I was Stacy. Uh, uh, Toscala was selected by San Jose in the fourth round. Uh, he played for the Maple Leafs for a while, and uh, let's see here. Official score sheet, which is interview. The Ducks then. Oh, Toscola was traded to the Anaheim Ducks along with Jason Blake for Jean Sebastian Jaguar on January 31st. The Ducks then traded Toscola to the Calgary Flames for backup Curtis McElhaney. So I technically win. He didn't play. He did play. No. Yeah, he was on the team. He was on the roster. <laughs> you said, did he play? And I, I you know, that threw me off because I definitely knew Vesa Toscala. No, so. he was on the roster. God damn. I, I fucking told you he was a goalie, though. How many, how, many games, goalie. how many games do you think he played for the Calgary Flames? Oh, I had it pulled up. Six. Yeah, I had it pulled up. Yeah, that was... That was Where the fuck did you find this shit? Like, like... Who would even? Is it just obscure I, I'm, I'm Anaheim just, Ducks facts? Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of going through like a like a history, and and grabbing random shit. Uh, let me go way far back. Ooh, I like this. How about uh, the Ducks sent Chad Kilger, Olg. Tivendoski and a third round pick to the Jets in return for Mark. Shurin, Shurinard, a fourth round draft pick, and right winger Timu Solani. Boy, howdy. That was in 1996. Good old Timu, dude. I have a signed photo of Timu. What was this? What was this era of the Ducks referred to as? 96 to 2003. Not the Mighty Ducks era, it's named after a player. It's named after a player, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Pass. <laughs> the Paul Korea era. I was going to guess that. I was going to say Korea, but that doesn't... I've never heard it called that. This was the Paul Korea era where he was the captain from 1996 to 2003 and led the team to the 2003 Stanley Cup Finals. 
I was I was thinking that, but I was never like I've never heard it called the Paul Korea era. Era. And they were still the mighty ducks of Anaheim. They sure shit were. They had the eggplant. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Yeah. Are they, have they officially switched over to the orange now? Uh I they like they like teased a jersey or some shit, or they teased a logo or something. But I haven't seen anything since then. So I don't know. I it, let's let's be honest. So this is for any ducks listeners that we have out there. They are never gonna go back to the eggplant. They won't. It is official. They just, they won't do it. As long as the Samuelis own the team, it will be orange. So how do but we fix that? How, how we fix that is we at least get the cool fucking logo. We at least don't get the D. We get an orange and a black and a white instead of a fucking gold and a, and a black and a fucking shit teal jersey they threw out for a little bit. Like, like we're, we're just not going to see that shit we're, we're just gonna see kind of like more of an older design like like they're like they're reverse retros right so they kind of have the orange pants um which are fucking sick those orange pants with the white jays are dope but yeah we won't see that eggplant ever again i don't think unless you know special games and third jerseys i want i want all ducks fans to go purchase one of the eggplant jerseys and wear them and you just force them to acquiesce i think that's a great idea the only the only like old school eggplant i have because there's so much fucking money as i just spent 220 on a fucking cracking jersey uh i have one from my buddy's dad's basement that is like three sizes too small so it's a billy shirt so i do pull it out every once in a while just to show my fucking gut but it's the only eggplant i have there's a little trivia for you (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It smells like cigarettes now too. I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like I just you know wore it to a bar one time, and now it just constantly smells like cigarettes. So, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Good it's life. Yeah. All right, episode ninety nine comes to a close. Hour and forty minutes long, a little longer than we like to normally do, but you know what? It's a special episode, special right. time for everybody. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in to the show. We appreciate it. Please subscribe. Follow us on whatever podcast you're listening on. Tell your friends. Tell your friend. Go to your beer league hockey team and say, hey, I listen to this awesome fucking hockey podcast. You guys need to check it out. You need to listen to this. And, hey, they'll maybe give us a shout-out on the show if we uh, if we say something nice about them on a review or something. There so, And we will because that's the kind of guys that we are. Sure are. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening in, and we'll see you next week.